They said it was forbidden. They said it was dangerous. They were right. Introducing the paranoid American homunculus owner's manual. Dive into the arcane, into the hidden corners of the occult. This isn't just a comic. It's a hidden tome of supernatural power. All original artwork illustrating the groundbreaking research of Juan Ayala, one of the only living homunculologists of our time. Learn how to summon your own homunculus, an enigma wrapped in the fabric of reality itself, their power at your fingertips, their existence, your secret. Explore the mysteries of the Aristotelian, the spiritual, the Paracelsian, the Crowleyan homunculus, ancient knowledge lost to time, now unearthed in this forbidden tale. This comic book holds truths not meant for the light of day, knowledge that was buried, feared, and shunned. Are you ready to uncover the hidden, the paranoid American homunculus owner's manual, not for the faint of heart, available now from Paranoid American. Get your copy at tjojp.com or paranoidamerican.com today. summarize so thank you for the download right but if you don't want spoilers to the new matrix regurgitations make sure to turn this off because we're gonna go in we're gonna go in deep and by deep i mean balls deep so i'm gonna summarize the movie for you with one sound clip give me one second are you ready for this daniel hell yeah have you ever had a dreams that that you um you had you 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 could you do you you want you you could do so you you do you could you you want you want him to do you so much you could do anything. <laughs> that was I said it better, bro. The that new was... Matrix in a nutshell, pretty much. So, like I said, welcome back to the show. If you don't want to spoil. The Matrix. Make sure to get the fuck off this podcast. <laughs> but today we're with Daniel, our movie connoisseur, if you will. And me and Daniel, we sat down and we watched. We didn't physically sit down. We were, you know, participating in the Matrix and we watched the Matrix together. And we had our real life, real time reactions to it. And it was as horrible as I could ever imagine it to be. And here's the thing dude i think first of all if you haven't seen it go check it out because i had dude i had people writing to me dude i had i had people writing to me i'm just speechless i had people who didn't believe me on how insane and out there it was gonna be i'm like you guys are not ready you guys are absolutely (laughs) not ready for the shit show of what this movie was. And they're like, really? It can't be that bad, bro. And then as as soon as there was a friend of mine, as soon as he made it 30 minutes into the movie, he's like, 
what the fuck is this shit, bro? What so, is this? <laughs> hear me out, dude. Before yeah. we, we get into it, hear me out. I have an idea. I think they can mm-hmm. turn this around, but they're going to have to change the cast up a little bit. Okay. Okay. What do you think? All right. And I want your honest opinion, bro. Okay. Hear me out. I know it sounds crazy, but check this Probably. out. Neo as Nicolas Cage. Now. No. <laughs> no. No. No, no, no. I said, I said now. That doesn't sound like Morpheus a crazy idea. as Samuel Jackson. I'm tired of these motherfucking Smiths in this motherfucking simulation. And Agent Smith as just Adam Sandler. Just because <laughs> why not? Get out of here! Like he'll just like start screaming or some shit. Like, oh my god. I kept hearing uh Neil Patrick Harris's forehead was the main <laughs> was the main villain in this shit. So dude, all right, so the symbolism was there, okay? The symbolism was there as far right. as, you know, the esoteric bullshit. Neo's the one. Trinity. IO stands for something. Well, well, well before we get dive deeper into that, I think, like, I would just want to know, like, what does the Matrix mean to you? Like, at least in terms of, like, what the story was supposed to be about how you interpret it, right? Like, what what does the Matrix mean to you? Because I feel like that's a big factor as to why a lot of people have been confused about this sequel in particular. Well, it was when when it first came out, right? And I played the PlayStation games, and you know when when it yeah. first came out, it was it was like the movie of its time, right? It was like this mm-hmm. this this crazy idea. It opened up doors, but then like how you had mentioned when we were watching the movie, they kind of blew their load on the first movie and then try to capitalize on it, second, right. third, and then obviously the fourth. But to me, it was like this this story of we can all relate to, which even me being doing this podcast, the yeah. whole simulation hypothesis that we're living in, in some some virtual reality or some false reality that goes back that and the idea is not new, but the way right. that they made it was was monumental, right? It was like probably it was probably going to go down as one of the best movies of all time. Oh right? yeah, for for its time, absolutely. It's and the idea of... behind it, right? But I feel like mm-hmm. it was a different era that we were in, right? In the in, yeah, in the, was it the late nineties, going mm-hmm. into the two thousands, whatever. And the, just the movie itself, I love. I still and before I watched this one. I rewatched the, the the trilogy, right? I rewatched yeah. the first three. Obviously, the first one being the best. The second one, eh. Third one, meh. You know what I mean? Like it's 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 not the not the greatest, but I I can I can, I fucks with it. You know what I mean? Right, right. I can get behind it. So, to me, it's just the idea of how just the whole story develops, and like I said, the symbols. I love the symbolism behind all of it, and the way that the first movies when they did them. The way they executed, and then obviously yeah. it's got to do with uh, John Baldriard, where his ideas, even though he fucking hated those movies, and when they went mm-hmm. to go cast him for the second and third movie, he said get fucked because he, they said that they completely blew everything out of proportion. It's not about determining, you, you know, when when Neil starts to be able to bend pretty much the laws of physics in the action yeah. in, in the in the Matrix. It's like, wait, so what is real in the end, right? Like, I thought this this is not part of the script type of shit. So to me, mm-hmm. it's just I love the original movie because of 
just stepping outside the box and and you know and presenting that idea to challenge people's views on a certain topic and you right. know that the movie affected people on a much deeper level than just to yeah. be in a movie that he had fucking people killing their entire families for it. you know what i mean yeah 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 so interesting enough um with the points you bring up it it, it does say a lot about like how people think that the world that they live in like this can't be the only thing to life right you brought a good point up about how it was brought up in the late 90s we had other movies like fight club american beauty and other other type of like anti-capitalist type of themes right that were happening mm -hmm. there um what year like did fight club come out in 99 i believe that was a you see that was like another cerebral type of movie yeah. that like made you fucking think mm -hmm. and every time so, you watch it bro every time you watch it every time at the end Mm -hmm. I wasn't I've seen that we like fucking 10 times and I'm like, damn, I didn't yeah. expect it. You know what I mean? Like, wow. Yeah, yeah. Every single time. And so, I don't know. Dude. Well, yeah, it, it's it's wild because like looking at that, you go like, holy crap, like these guys were ahead of their time and all that. I, I feel that with the first Matrix movie, it was complex yet entertainment, like entertaining enough that people were on board because they were like, hey, at the time that it came out, due to the internet and everything else at that time, it kind of fed into that idea of, like, are we just mindless zombies just doing the same thing over and over again? Are we just part of the machine, part of the wheel, that no matter how we break out of the, that wheel, that wheel is going to keep turning no matter what we do? Um, it had a fantastic message of, like, knowing how to play the game or how to play the system. And even if Neo can bend the laws of physics and all that, it's pretty much saying like, you know how to play the game and how to bend the rules to it. Right. It's kind of like, like shoving it up to the man and all that. It's like, it's, it's a very, it's a very underdog story, but yet chosen one and all the other stuff they implement in there. It's played beautifully from the first one. Now going into the sequels, like, the way they try to play that off is just there's no the expectation level was way too high for it to surpass like you can't surpass that especially when you have neo as a literal god like yeah there's no the the stakes are pretty much gone the whole thing where it's like okay where in in this state of reality why wouldn't you want to be a part of that if you can actually be anything right um and so and so going into this new sequel, you're thinking, OK, this has got to be either some type of soft reboot or some type of like continuation of the story in some way, because they have to explain what happened. Right. They'll have to explain why this movie exists. <laughs> and believe me, they explain why this movie exists, but not in the way that you, you think is, is the proper way of doing it. They go so meta and they are so self-aware about what the matrix is and everything even if it's played for laughs or trying to be like oh see we're we're doing a, a smart you know we're, we're we're laughing with you guys it's not it's not it's a very i don't it's know it's like they were laughing at us you know yeah it's right? like a disingenuous type of thing to say right like oh what is the matrix how what could make it so much better what could be this how can you surpass that and it's like we know we they can't we know they can't but at the same time, if you're going to bring it back, then why do that? I, I don't like the, the argument that people have made about how this movie has been really goofy with its action, its premise, its dialogue and everything. Because people say like, oh, well, maybe it was made bad on purpose. I'm like, OK, dude, if I was a director, if I was someone, some type of creator on a platform like that, 
why would I want to sabotage not only my credibility as a director or as a creator and make something that bad? You know what I mean? Well, like, why would I want to do something like that? To add on to that, Daniel, mm -hmm. what if, because even in the movie, when when the, uh, I guess the, reiter the reiteration of Agent Smith, the new, the, the, the Neil's partner or boss or whatever, who the, whoever the fuck yeah. that guy was. Yeah. When they talk about, oh, Warner Brother Warner Brothers wants to make uh, an, a new one with or without us, what if Wachowski, uh, which which was the Wachowski that Lana, was that the one that? Lana was the one that directed this one. What if she, mm -hmm. because obviously the other sister or brother, whatever, yeah. didn't want to do the movie. What if she also didn't want to do the movie and Warner Brothers was like, and they were flexing it, right? It, it, it was almost like this satire or this this parody of a movie, right? That that like that 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 was the tone for me the entire time. Mm -hmm. There was never a point in the movie because everything was rehashed and regurgitated and all this shit. There was never a point in the movie where I was like, okay, where are they going with this? Like, what new idea are they gonna bring for like something that could blow your mind? You know what I mean? Like, there was never that spark at all in the movie. Like, yeah, they, they switched some things up, whatever, but they did nothing new. Nothing was new. Yeah. Nothing was reintroduced. You know, they just reintroduced a whole bunch of new characters, and Neo did the exact same shit that he did in the other movies, right? They pick him up. They take him out of the Matrix. Mm -hmm. He meets the crew again. Yeah, a whole bunch of new people. None of them died. And then Nebuchadnezzar, they, they almost all died. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's like, like wait a minute. What is happening here? And I it, yeah. there was just nothing in the movie that just really stood out to me. It was just, but I think part of it was Lana didn't want to do it. She didn't want to do it. So that's why did you want, did you see the ending, the post credit ending the, the clip? Did you see that? I actually did not. What was the post credit? Uh, ending? dude, it was the dumbest shit ever. It was the dumbest <laughs> fucking thing ever. Like I, I promise you, bro, we can, you can look it up after this, but it was, is yeah. the dumbest shit ever. It was stupid. Okay. It was really like 14 seconds or something like that. It was dumb. Oh, and, no. And that's the reason I'm saying that maybe she didn't want to do it and was forced to do it regardless of the fact. Because they've made other movies that are crazy, that are mm -hmm. out there, that are entertaining, that, you know, are thought-provoking, whatever. And then... Like Cloud Atlas. And, yes. And I know they, they pretty much took over the for Jupiter like, Ascending v too, right? Yeah. V for Vendetta, even though they produced it or somewhat. A lot of people consider that movie Wachowski uh, film, so... Um, how would it have changed if they wouldn't have waited so long? Because another factor to the whole thing to me was at the end of the movie, they left it open, right? They could, well, they could add, but it was, what's, what's strange about it is like this movie, like the first matrix movie was brought upon the inspiration of like ghost in the shell, Akira, um, like Hong, like the Kung Fu movies, like hard boiled and stuff like that. So it's like, you had all this concoction of like, Akira, that's another good and, fucking movie dude yeah and anime and everything that that they pretty much brought into those elements of, of the film and you see that you see all that and you go like okay this is that type of like futuristic like crazy future that we could have and how humans have to go up against the machine and stuff like that and like it it, it all plays itself out and when looking at this movie, you go like, where, where is that? Because I don't, I don't feel like it, it played into those themes like it did before no, at all. 
It all, was, dude. yeah. Like, so I'm like, so what's the purpose of this? You how know? how would it have changed, bro, if they wouldn't mm. have waited so long and we had a younger Keanu Reeves? Because another another horrible part of the movie were the fight scenes. Yeah, because homeboy is not as nimble. He's 57 years old. He's not as nimble yeah, as he used the, to be. The, the action sequences were not up to par from before. And, and then I mean, what What did yeah. they do? They gave him the force. Yeah, they you know, gave like, him the force. Like, yeah. what, what are you doing, bro? But, and that's the thing. It takes away from the stakes of the movie when he's a literal god and he could just stop bullets at any point, right? <laughs> and it's like, why should I feel worried about this guy who, who could literally stop bullets? This makes no sense. I'm not going to lie, bro. They... <laughs> They had me shook a little bit at the beginning with Neil Patrick Harris's forehead when he was just like going (laughs) that much quicker than he was, Uh, you know, in the apple scene where he puts the apple and he's going to shoot Trinity in the head. They had me shook. I said, wait a minute, how are you going to defeat somebody so powerful? But then it always seems like they had like some checkmate, like, oh, now the little girl from the subway is going to come out. She's going to have this crazy fucking plan and everything was just so easily and everything was executed flawlessly right and in the original movies you had the guy that was going to betray them right ignorance is bliss he comes back he drums back in he starts fucking just murking everybody right and then the other guy gets up and shoots him and kills him at the end and he was about to unplug him right what if what if what if you would unplug trinity or neo or some shit you know what i mean like that makes you like oh the suspense is there, right? Like, oh man, this yeah. could all end right here, right now. We know it's not because when does when do the bad guys ever win? Has there ever been a movie where the bad guys win? I'm pretty sure, right? Yeah, I mean, one can say like movies like The Dark Knight or something like that, where the Joker pretty much won, but not really because they kind of cover it up. But it, it ends up coming back with the the following movie. There's other movies too, like um, oh my gosh. Well, any type of like period piece that you want to make from like World War Two, <laughs> if you want to put like oh, like the, you know, the, 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 the Nazis won or whatever. <laughs> yeah, like that's like those sad man on the high castle. Yeah, type of shit like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, it it just does been out there. It just didn't do it for me, dude. It, it's so disappointing because when, again, I think that she was forced into it because when do you sit back and go, let's just let this die. They did the same so what, thing with Star Wars. Yeah. So biggest factor right now from what I've been researching, right? I got a compiled here a bit of notes here. Now, Joel Silver, who was the main producer of the first three movies, especially with the first one, he was not brought in for uh, for this one. Like, it was still done with his company, mm. but he was not involved in the... Uh, what's it called and like the making of the movie was he on jeffrey epstein's flight logs at all oh man probably and now a lot of people's uh problem with this movie too is that we didn't get a lawrence fishburne or hugo weaving cameo or involvement lawrence fishburne went on a collider movie news interview and he said that he was not in the matrix movie but when they asked him he replied that someone would have to ask lana wachowski because he didn't have an answer for that really yeah so it kind of feeds into the theory that i had where i was like maybe he was gung-ho for trying it out because i mean they brought him in for john wick so like come on you, yeah you i can't. saw that right he he's in the he was john in wick. john wick 
And I remember a lot of people were excited about that because that's like the first time they've been involved in the movie ever since the Matrix, which is wild. But yeah, they brought them in and and you know, the the he's great in John Wick for for the amount of time that he's in it. So Hugo Weaving, he planned to to come back, but apparently he turned it down due to scheduling conflicts with his theater work, which is I, I still call bullshit because we're in the middle of a yeah. fucking pandemic. But okay, <laughs> but uh, yeah, take it as you will. It is what it is. So maybe um, a little bit of politics in there too, you know, mixed I think, in. I think the thing with Joel Silver because he was one of the main producers of that movie of The Matrix is that he, like he would. Th- this is the thing about Hollywood, right? And and the problem that's going on with Hollywood right now, when you start involving a lot of like the uh, the politics and, and the whole like gender roles and all this other stuff, everything gets muddled. And that's what I feel like with this movie's the biggest problem was, is that they tried balancing so much in a two and a half hour movie. They tried yeah. balancing so much crap because not only do you have to introduce the world back to the people that have watched this movie and the movie series or first you have to explain you have to explain it for the first timers you have to explain what happened and you're keeping these same characters so they have to be important but you have to also introduce the new people as well and it's like with the new people they barely get enough screen time to stand on their own because Mm -hmm. the main focus is on the old people that's what we're here to watch and, and that's something that I don't get from Hollywood nowadays is because they, they keep trying to bring back all these properties and do all these reboots and all this stuff or continuations of old stories. And you start wondering, like, well, what's the main purpose of this, right? A lot of people say it's nostalgia bait. Nostalgia bait to me has always been considered as one thing. It's never a good or bad thing. It's just the keys, you know, dangling above your head about like, hey, you remember this? And to get your attention. They just lure you in. That's all it's been. It's a lure. So if they want to lure you in with like, hey, we got the Matrix, but we got Keanu Reeves and we have Carrie Ann Moss uh, reprising her role as Trinity. A lot of people are going to be like, okay, I want to see where this goes. Where are they going to take this? And right from the get-go, you just like, they're talking about Warner Brothers making a sequel to the Matrix series. They're talking about like, oh, how do we make things better? What is the actual meaning of this? And I feel like the movie itself was was the director pretty much trying to come in, in to terms of like what all that has meant to her personally, which is what I feel like yeah, yeah. the worst the worst part. Like I, I remember showing you that video of the uh, the guy who's actually explaining it and what he actually liked from it. And it's like it's not a bad interpretation of all that stuff, but at the same time, when you start looking at it and you go oh, this is like an allegory of what the director has had to put up with in terms of, oh, can this live up to the hype? Can this do this? Can Because you look at it and it's like the all the, the commentary that they make when they're like talking to Neo about, oh, how do we make the sequel or the follow-up to The Matrix, right? Because the whole thing is about he made this video game series, right? That's how they're controlling him in, in that Matrix world and preventing him from escaping it's like oh how do we how do we continue this story right mr anderson how do we continue it is there's no way we can do that and it's like it's like that self-commentary of like yeah this movie's not gonna live up to the hype and it's like yeah we know that 
But don't say that because now whatever I'm considering this movie to be, I think it's going to be lower now. Like my expectations just went <laughs> to the dead Dude. floor. Like I don't care anymore. The, you know? the original Matrix was one of the biggest hits of 1999, earning $466.6 million worldwide with a $63 million production budget. The Matrix Reloaded, 2003, $741 million globally. Major jump. Yep. And then Revolutions, $427 million. This one yep. only brought in... Let's see here. <laughs> there was a meme because they stopped it at like sixty-nine million, and they were like, "Nice." <laughs> so that one was. I, I, I think had I a heard, budget of two hundred. I, I think I heard ninety bro. million was the budget. I'm seeing here one hundred and seventy-five. No, no, no. I heard it was. I heard it. No, I heard it was two hundred million for this. Two hundred million. Two hundred million, bro. And it barely touched seventy million in the in the bo- in the mm-hmm. box office. Holy fuck, dude. Yep. Well, you got to consider the fact, too. Well, see, this is where I feel like the conversation gets good because, like, when you look at shit like The Matrix, right, and the themes and everything else that it plays upon, what we consider to be failures now in movie theaters and box office and all that, that's starting to get wiped away. Why? Because they're now putting all this stuff in streaming. And what the, the crazy thing about it is that now these corporations and these companies – they hide their numbers. Mm-hmm. They always hide their numbers. Yeah. Disney never reveals how many people watch the stuff on streaming. Neither does HBO yeah. Max. Neither does Amazon or nobody. If they end up making a sequel to something, they will. They'll say that they're making a sequel or whatever. But if something gets canceled, it gets canceled or they never talk about it again. A so Cowboy now, Bebop. A, like Cowboy Bebop. Yeah, let's not get started on that. But um, the interesting thing with this is that like now the companies have a sort of control and a voice whereas before it was the consumer who had a voice now it's more like the consumer keeps consuming whatever the company is going to be like oh they look like they're going to flock to that let's put that out let's put that out let's put another reboot of this out mm-hmm. and and it's wild because it feeds into that whole like puppet control type of shit you know what i mean it's like now they're the ones the elite right and the companies and all that they're the ones in control of what they're going to put out now what's what's interesting about it too is that those box office numbers like sooner or later that's not going to mean anything because now it's just about subscribers or who's paying to watch this stuff now yeah on a, on a platform rather than going to the actual movie theater i've hated it for a while because like you know, going to a movie theater to me, I feel like is the best way to experience a movie, especially when there's one that you're interested in. I mean, other ones you can just watch at home. Everyone's got an HD TV. That's cool and all. Yeah, that's fine. But I don't know. There's just there's a certain art that's missing from watching it on a bigger screen. You know what I mean? Yeah, like you and serious. I watched it, bro. We watched this movie and there was all these sequences like when they did the slow uh, camera movement shit right <laughs> on morpheus and he started like blurring and shit and we were like what the hell is this effect bro what is this did yeah. they run out of money in the budget to actually make a good effect i mean here? they like, only had a, so they only had a measly 200 million bro i mean what and and it's weird because like the story gets all convoluted real quick on like oh the guy who plays morpheus is actually agent smith but then not really he turns into morpheus he's like a stand-in for morpheus that neo created it just gets really fucking bonkers real quick when they get out of the matrix world right and we reconnect with niobe <laughs> a character and, that I didn't give a fuck about 
before yeah. and then make and then, her one of the most important characters now. Yeah, because now she takes care of the city. What was it? IO? IO, which is... Which like, is like it an was an allegory for binary code and whatnot. No, Io was the wife of, I believe, one of the lovers of Zeus, which he turned into a cow, into a cow. to protect her. So the whole thing was Io is the cow that is bringing and you know ha ha helping life prosper, right? So fucking, fucking Io is this cow that's just giving everybody life. Which, uh, dude. Also, another thing that I think about is. How much did the Spider-Man movie hype take away from this movie? So, because the new the new Spider-Man movie, obviously everybody's fucking raging on about. It. Everybody had a fucking massive yeah. boner for it, right? Yeah. And they released this movie what the week after that movie, and this the hype was still strong with the Spider-Man. So I think this, the, I think Spider-Man movie's not gonna. That Spider-Man movie is not going to die down for another two weeks, bro. Because of holidays and everything else, a lot of people want to go see this movie. So, um, yeah, I, I had seen it a second time. And I'll tell you, bro, like, this was, like, around already a week and a half after the movie released. Shit, it's Because full, bro. Dune, which I haven't seen, even with I think the, you would like it. Even with the... I tried reading the book, and I just couldn't get behind it. Dune, even with the HBO Max release, still... Yeah. Earn three hundred and ninety three point four million globally. Yeah, yeah. So it's well, that, not that, okay, that blows like, the whole it, COVID it, thing out of proportion. Not like, only that, but the people... thing that you were saying about the subscription yeah. stuff. Like, yeah, okay, yeah. I get it. It doesn't matter, but they had an HBO Max but release still, and they still. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And it's it's sad because it's like you need more things like that to stand out. But at the same time, it's like you and I have discussed on a number of occasions. The problem that, that Hollywood has right now is that they want to put their whole politics into the, the the product, the final product, and people are just not going to flock to that, bro. People go to these things for an escape. Literally, The Matrix was, in, in many forms, besides its commentary and what they want to say about the real world, it was an escape from the real world, bro. It was an escape from all that and telling you there's more to this life, there's more to you. You know what I mean? Giving power yeah. back to you in a sense because you are the person that can break away from this system that pretty much takes away from your life. You know what I mean? Because you're just you're just a battery at this point for the machine. And it's it's wild, dude. All the insights and all the analysis that's been done in this movie, it's countless. And there's a lot of love for it. Unfortunately, with a movie like this, it's like how do you do that and of course i'm not going to go into any spoilers for like spider-man or anything like that but it's like it, it the way that spider-man that it was Spider another nostalgia type of yeah. thing too right they like got the, people with that they that, got people that, with that, that click but the payoffs the, the the biggest thing is to me the payoffs for what they do with the current character of who is spider-man it's so it's so much better than what they've done before with the Disney run so far because it's like they brought this kid in and it's like his story's just been kind of like bland. But the way they bring this in, bro, with this movie was definitely worth the wait and it was fantastic. For something like Matrix, now you got an eighteen year gap from two thousand three to where we are right now. There was no sort of payoff for this movie, in my opinion, because to say that the biggest thing that saves humanity or whatnot from the matrix and everything else is the love between Trinity and Neo. 
what kind of anime am I watching? They bro? weren't like, even that this? best of a couple either. It's like they were like they were. But that's awkward. the thing. It's like it's like it's like Trinity was her own character and she could handle herself, mm-hmm. right? And and it's like the theme itself, right? The theme of of what this movie is in terms of a man and a woman need each other and through their love or through their support for one another where do babies come they from? can go yeah exactly they could do anything it's the most basic shit but at the same time the execution of it is just so it's it's shit dude it, it doesn't it doesn't work at least to me it didn't work i know for you it probably didn't work because you're like i'm expecting some more you know commentary on this on, on the current situations we're in now and how technology has evolved and all that well, they kind of like, sort of did touch on that because everybody was yeah. always on their phones. Neo was on his phone in the, in the elevator scene. So they were making it seem that the Matrix... I felt like it was a more commentary on like how easily everyone can be distracted yeah. on stuff, right? Which is like, okay, yeah, but then... But I've heard this already in many other movies. There's a lot of movies that play upon that, especially when they follow an older character or something. And there's like all these kids, all they have is their cell phones. It's like, yeah, no shit. I already know that. What, what else are you well, trying to tell Here's me, when it know? comes that we set our expectations to, even though me, I knew my, my expectations were pretty low and they just yeah. shit all over those expectations. <laughs> exactly. So it's like, wait, what? And then uh-huh. another thing that really bugged me about the movie was how I remember at the beginning, how we were watching and I'm like, why is Morpheus part of the agents? Like, why is there a black, agent now are they trying to you know what i mean like is it another yeah. agenda because they were all white whatever but then yeah, yeah the whole fact that the agents weren't even a fucking threat at all and then in the first three fucking movies what was it the agents what did morpheus or what, what did that guy tell neo when you see an agent you fucking run you know what i mean you, yeah. you're out of there because you're gonna die even morpheus said it whenever anybody's faced an agent they always end up dying it's like and then in this movie, they have what a swarm <laughs> where people are jumping out of buildings, jumping to their death, trying to like I, chase him and shit. He's just using the yeah. force to keep him. What the fuck? I I guess I just don't know, bro. What do you? It's weird. Don't, don't they? Weird. Daniel, do they watch these movies before they release them? Do you think they uh, sat there and they said, "Damn, this is fucking good. This, this is gold. yeah. This is the best. Yeah, this is the best thing we got." Uh. I, I, it's weird, man, because these people have such an ego about themselves now, whether Lana Wachowski was like, look, I'm going to relate this as close to my life as possible, which is what the next note I had here. Because um, it is it is personal, but at the same time, I feel like, okay, there's a difference here between the personal and the stuff you put out, right? So according to Lana Wachowski, her decision to bring back Neo and Trinity for the sequel was inspired by the loss of both her parents, who oh, died only God. five weeks apart, and a close friend. The writing process was her way of comforting herself in the face of death. She also defines Neo and Trinity as, two mo- as the two most important characters in her life. For Lily Wachowski, however, this sense of loss was part of her decision to not return to the series. Interesting. Right? In her own words, she said that I didn't want to have gone through my uh, I didn't want to have gone through my transition and gone through this massive upheaval in my life, the sense of loss from my mom and my dad to go back to something that I had done before. So essentially, it was kind of like it was too heavy at the time. So for me to go back to that, yeah. you know, but at the same time, like with with Lana going back, it's, it's just 
I don't know. It feels weird because, I, again, it's like I said, it feels like a more personal type of thing. And it definitely shows in the movie. Like, when you're a director or something and all you've been asked about is, oh, my gosh, how did you do The Matrix? How did you do that? Which they actually play out in this movie. Yeah. When they talk to... when That's all they talk fucking to, um, talk about. That's all they talk about. So it's like, yeah, you get tired of that and you want to do your own thing. And I feel like Lana probably had a bit more freedom to do whatever she wanted. But at the same time, it's like how do you fucking balance all that shit to try to tell this story that you're like, Oh, the real thing that saves the world is love. It's like my dude, like, like it's the most like kindergarten shit out there. You know, like, I don't know. I like some people liked it to me. It didn't work. Um, and it definitely reflects, it definitely reflects off, off like, you know, the box office numbers and everything. Cause people are like by word of mouth, Word of mouth is the biggest thing going on right now, bro. It always will be. Doesn't matter who fucking reviews it. It doesn't matter if it even gets review bombed and fucking Rotten Tomatoes or Metacritic or any of that shit. Because those numbers don't mean anything. If people talk about the movie and they're like, yo, you're missing out. Watch this shit. Believe me. That's how you're going to feel it. You're going to be like, okay, I kind of want to watch it now. I'm kind of intrigued. Um, now, for for something that I didn't know, um, because I've been looking this up now as we've been talking, the whole thing with uh, with HBO streaming and whatnot with HBO Max, where is it at? I just had it here. Uh, give me a second. What if they yeah. gave her an ultimatum, bro, and they said either we go with or without you, and they mm-hmm. replaced her, and maybe that was her thing, and that's why she just fucking shit all over it. But I don't think they would release it if they knew she was shitting all over it type of thing you know what i mean like that's like them changing up the director of avatar another one of my favorite movies hopefully yeah. they don't shit all over you mean avatar the like the the one james cameron made yes okay you know what i mean like that's like if the second and third movie they would replace james cameron with i don't know spielberg or something some i don't know some crazy you know what i mean like it's funny you bring up Spielberg because his fucking movie that came out, West Side Story, he made it for a hundred million. It only has made nineteen, and that just came out, bro. Which one's that one? West Side Story. It's the musical. West Side Story. Yeah, it's a musical. It's from uh, it's from an older, more famous movie yeah, that came out. Why. I don't give a shit about that. Ah, exactly. Like, like <laughs> it's like Spielberg. Like it's like people go, yeah, Spielberg's so great, and this and that. I'm like, it's random explosions. Yeah, oh, his rant. What's been like the last couple movies he's made? They've all fucking bombed. It's like they brought him in for fucking Ready Player One, and I'm like, why would Spielberg film Ready Player One? That makes no fucking sense to me, bro. But whatever. That's a conversation for another day. Um, well, I was going to say was for the whole thing with Warner Brothers and stuff, there's a there's a little insight here. The film is set to be the final film for Warner Brothers Pictures to have a sol- simultaneous release on the HBO streaming service for one month as part of the studio's plans for all of its theatrical films from 2021. As Warner Brothers will discontinue the release model in 2022 for in favor of a 45-day exclusive theatrical window as part of the new agreements from the studios, which they reach with Cineworld, who owes Regal Cinemas and AMC Theaters. Because again, bro, you just there's just no fucking difference. Like, that's interesting, watch a movie, though, dude. yeah. Because but that's the let's bring it. They would have gone out of business, bro. They would have gone out of business for sure. Let's bring it back to yeah, yeah. Let's bring it back to the Red Box. And even back to the blockbuster yeah. days where mm-hmm. how long did you have to wait for a movie to come out on DVD? 
Probably three months. Or, Usually. and now you're, you're saying 45 days before it's already 45 streaming? Days. 45, yeah. So now it's like it's going to be in theaters exclusively, exclusively for 45 days. So that gives you a month and a half. And then they'll put it on the streaming site. Like, so go get COVID. Go watch the movie. Right? <laughs> As you go watch the movie. And then in 45 yeah. days, we're going to release it anyways on HBO no, Max but even or whatever. So, even so, when the AMC had its whole thing with the, the wearing the mask and stuff like that. Bro, Spider-Man sold out. Spider-Man sold out from premiere. Dude, they had premiere times. Usually, because I go to premiere nights a lot with, with friends of mine. The usual time that they start premieres is at 7 p.m the night before the actual day that it releases, right? So the night before they have the premiere and then it's seven o'clock to midnight. That's the window that they always have the premieres at for Spider-Man. They had show times for the premiere going as early as three o'clock in the afternoon. bro. Wow. And all of them were filled up. All of them were sold out. Wow. That, and that's just, one. again, I've never been, I, I, I don't, I've never been a big I still haven't watched the Spider-Man. I haven't right. never been a big fan of Marvel and stuff like that, right? I, I mean, I grew right. up watching you know Tobey Maguire's uh, yeah, the original. Yeah. Which I think I don't like these other guys. You know, I'll be right. honest, I don't like these other guys. It's and as once as far as Spider-Man goes, it's a little different dynamic. I think that they can get away with making these different Spider-Man movies because the whole thing about comic books is what in a different comic book, either either they develop a new villain or they develop a new universe, right? A different Marvel yeah. universe, whatever it may be. So you can get away with doing the Avengers, Age of Ultron, Infinity yeah. War, Endgame, which were mm -hmm. fucking amazing movies. You know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah. they can. It felt like they kept getting better and better and better, right? To me, that yeah, it felt that way. Yeah, yeah. But they can get away with it because just the dynamic is different. The whole yeah. Matrix premise, we know what the Matrix is. We know, you know, how it originated, how to beat it, all this shit. How many times can you tell the same fucking story over and over again before yeah. it's just... See, I thought it know? was going to be kind of like a Force Awakens type of movie where it's like they play along the same tropes, but they just switch the elements just a little bit, right? So I thought yeah. this movie originally was going to be like, okay, this is another version of the matrix right but this time around neo isn't the one the one has many different well forms, remember not they rebooted so the whole thing the whole thing with that was since they had rebooted the new matrix firmware if you will yeah, yeah. that is switched up the 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 you know the who the actual one was but then yeah. they could both fly at the end so that kind of defeats the purpose of having the one <laughs> having the if one there's two of them two parts of one whole what? so then it was like this whole love story and then one thing i didn't even know about the husband of trinity in the movie it was keanu reeves stunt double yeah it was like a cameo who gives yeah. a fuck about that guy? You know, like, if you don't really like, I didn't know that until they, I, they I saw focused it. on him quite a bit. Apparently, um, uh, you gotta hold me to it because I'm just like, if I'm not mistaken, someone had said that there is a cameo of the mayor of San Francisco. What? Hold on, let's look it up in in the Matrix. In the in this movie, yes, in this movie. Though I kind of want to see if it's true. I don't. Uh, Part of me is saying, like, no way, but then people kept sharing a, a screenshot of it, and I was just like, wow, really? 
And some so people. Tom Hardy to... was that uh, the guy's name. Tom Hart. Wait, what? Tom no, Hardy snuck Tom into Hardy. the Matrix no. Resurrect? No way, did he? According, it was real that the Venom star part-time alien vessel Tom Hardy had a cameo. Oh, had a cameo in the Matrix Resurrection. Oh my God. The casting choice was purely a matter of coincidence as both Hardy's recent symbiotic focus sequel is running on a similar filming schedule that allowed him to cross paths with Moss and Reeves. So we're filming in San Francisco at the same time Venom 2 met Tom Hardy. And it got the encounter got Hardy in into the Matrix and also put Henwick on double duty as an extra in the crowd scene. Or probably Tom Hardy and I are running in the background of one of the scenes. I'm also curious. This. Oh, so it probably didn't make the cut, right? Probably. Yeah, that's probably. That's, see, that's so that's so weird. The Matrix, uh, one of the clo- Let's see here. Daniel Craig's appearance, special appearance. Deadpool is hold on, so they're just talking about other cameos. So kind of what? Was he in it? He wasn't in it, bro. I didn't see him. Who was? Oh no, I don't think it made it, bro. Nah. Yeah, no, it didn't make it. But could you imagine if the new of the new Spider Man if they would have added footage of the old Spider Man movies in there? How fucking shitty oh, that would have been. Right. It's just like it's just playing on old tropes and everything, and it's like that's the biggest problem I had too. Is that when they kept replaying scenes from the old movie, I'm like, yes, I remember the first movie. I could just pop it in at any time and just watch the fucking movie. Why are you playing scenes from the movie? Like that bothers me, man. I, oh, hate, the- I hate that it that it wasn't subtle with its stuff. It was just so on the nose. And uh, it, the husband of me. Trinity was is also the director of the John Wick movies. The John Wick movies, yeah, yeah, I know that. Yeah, yeah that's why John Wick got, got its uh, popularity was because, like, pretty much the people that made that movie was people that love stun action movies and, you know, mm. real shit. Yeah, yeah, no, but I'm, like I said, it did, it really didn't do it for me. Um, I'm, I'm disappointed. And hopefully they just let it die, dude. I really don't want them to just There's keep- a reason, too, why I felt like this movie didn't feel like a Matrix movie besides its themes and all that. Like, even the way it was shot and the music. Like, there was a, some bits where I'm like, yeah, I remember this. Like, you know, it's kind of cool that they, like, changed up the, the, the music just a tad bit. But just finding this out now, apparently this movie does not feature uh, cinematography from the original cinematographer, Bill Pope, or score by Don Davis, who was the guy who made the soundtrack. So not even wow. they were involved. So it's like, it's so weird, man. The second unit uh, director or pretty much second unit crew were not brought on to film action sequences like the uh, original trilogy. Uh, instead, Lana Wachowski directed all the scenes herself. So what that probably means, I don't know, uh, you know. Yeah, I that probably uh, kind of shows why we got the movie that we got. It's it's really it's really weird, man. And then another thing at the very end, right? Obviously, they leave mm-hmm. it open for interpretation, and they might bring it back. You had the you had the scene of the helicopters, which was just easy work for the two, right? It, it, it looked like they were just trapped, and there was no. And then yeah, everything just kind of seemed too easy too, which because like, it's rushed. So what this movie felt yeah. like to me was a motion picture of a an anime. So the Netflix adaptation of Death Note, 
How fucking shitty was that? Yeah. That was super shitty. Why? Because they're trying to compact, what, 30 episodes of an anime that just develops over time. Great anime. Same as that uh, The Last Airbender movie. They did the same shit with that. That was another one. Yeah, Mm -hmm. The Last Airbender. They tried to cram in 20 episodes of the... Of the first season into one film. It's like, you can't do that, bro. <laughs> or like the ending of Game of Thrones, where it was like, oh, we know God. there's only seven episodes. This is the seventh episode. The story still hasn't developed all the way. What are they going to do? And then, spoiler yeah. alert, Jon John Snow stabs uh, uh, whatever, Daenerys, whatever her name is. I, I Daenerys, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, it feels rushed. For what reason? I don't know. It, it, dude, how long are they going to take to make another one? Keanu is going to be dead. What are they going to do? They're going to CGI yeah, right. him in like how they did with John Walker or Paul Walker, or whatever his name was in the, in the, in the fast and the furious movies. They just can't, the dude can barely, you know, he's not, he's not going to be as nimble as he used to be. He's not going to be able to do the fight scenes that he used to do. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's not, it's not going to be the same. This is all together, dude. The approach to this movie. Uh, I think I already talked to you about it. You know how they were selling those, uh, what's the fucking NFTs or whatnot. Every single movie release, and now every company is jumping on that bandwagon. They do one because for this people, one? yeah, they did it for this one. Really? There's one. Yeah, let me read you one right here. In, in anticipation of the Matrix Resurrections, Warner Brothers partnered with Nifties to create a hundred thousand unique NFT avatars that will exist in the Matrix universe. Oh my Users God. will be given the chance to take the blue pill or the red pill on January fifth, twenty twenty one. And we'll be able to compete with other avatar owners to climb the red pill slash blue pill leaderboards by completing missions. Matrix avatars <laughs> will be a multi-year experience, including an active online community and missions that offer users opportunities to earn NFTs and upgrade their avatars. Fans who weren't able to mint an avatar during the initial launch can purchase them through Nifty's marketplace for a chance to become a part of the Matrix story and its First one-of-a-kind multi-year event. That's going to end within the first year. Let's get the yeah, I'm trying to here. see. I'm on open. NFTs, right now, see NFT, dude. NFTs are like, to me, I just don't understand it. I get what the whole thing is supposed to be about digital scarcity, but you just can't do that. Keanu Reeves, bro. I can show you a clip after we're done here. Keanu Reeves goes on an interview and straight up laughs at the concept of digital scarcity <laughs> because the guy goes, what do you think about it? You know, it's so related to like the matrix and like the future now because there's digital scarcity. And he goes something that could be easily reproduced. And he fucking laughs his ass off, dude. I love Keanu Reeves laugh because he, he's just speaking for everyone else who thinks this is an idiotic concept, bro. I'm going to be honest with you. I, I'm kind of retarded. <laughs> exactly. That's what Keanu Reeves it's, was thinking. In his head. Yeah. Alex yeah, Jones dude. playing there. Fucking a, dude! It's just it's so ridiculous because like, oh my gosh, they're it's actually just... selling NFT stills. Of they the sold movie. NFTs for the Spider-Man premiere. If you bought tickets for the Spider-Man premiere, I think it was for like Dolby Cinema or something like that. You got a some type of token or something for an NFT that they were selling exclusively from the premiere. They're fucking. All of these companies are jumping on it, dude. It's so idiotic because these people want to rely on these. Is these? I'm sorry, I just have to go on a rant now. These people want to go on these fucking uh, crusades now of like, oh yeah, let's sell these NFTs. These are the one of a kind. You're never gonna see it anywhere else. To these morons that are just pouring out money <laughs> and being like, I need that, I need that, and then they share it online and they go, I'm the only owner of this, uh, guys. I I see so many on like Twitter screenshot? go like, I I, uh, I ha- yeah yeah save image as. 
like you fucking morons. You're all morons. You spend money for nothing. Yeah. So I mean, NFTs goes a little bit deeper than just screenshotting it. Obviously, it's on the blockchain, yeah. etc. So there is yeah. a form of you're able to prove the authenticity. But do I think it's a hype? Absolutely. I think it's just mo money laundering. And when you yes, bring that yeah. that subject up to certain people, they're like, oh. You just don't know creativity. You just don't get it, bro. You just what don't creativity? Get it. That it's the same, dude. My my it's a so friend fucking, of mine. It's like a gorilla's avatar. Like a friend of mine made thirty eight thousand dollars from making these pictures on his iPad, and he's like, I was like, damn, bro, you sold them all out. He's like, yeah, I can't believe I made thirty eight thousand dollars. <laughs> Out of my iPad and some PNGs, I was like, right. yeah, exactly. Neither can I, dude. But neither can you did. <laughs> you know, hey, you got to respect the hustle wherever it's present. You know what I mean? So I, of I, I course, respect yeah, yeah, no. So I respect the people that have made it. Thirty-eight thousand know, dollars oh, in like three yeah. months <laughs> off of this fucking iPad Pro, whatever it was. Oh, I was like, dude, I'm telling you, you're but my that's hero. the thing. It's like, like to me, I'm not, I'm not hating on the people that have made money off of that. That they were like, you know, they found their hustle and whatever. Bro, earn that bag. I'm fine with that. I'm talking about the people that just fucking spilled like their you money. You ain't out scamming like, me though, bitch. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> they got that fuck you money. That's what they got. They said, oh, that? Man, give me that. <laughs> like, wh why? Oh, my God, bro. Uh, it's just, I don't know, man. There's just so much hype around these things now that I just, I don't get it, bro. I, is it because, like... What, what? Why is it? Why is it that these trends just end up happening and we're just like, what? Because like, we're stupid, bro. Man. We're fucking dumb. We're done. We, get, when we, we just keep buy. getting distracted with the stupidest shit with more important stuff. The happening, problem right? is the pro yeah, exactly. No, no, no. Here, there you go. So I think it's a, it's a mixture of things. I think it's a, it's the, the problem with NFTs and all this stuff is that we see people selling them and making crazy amounts of money. Right. You saw right. if you would have bought Bitcoin back in 20, 2010 or whenever it was. You would have made millions of dollars with just a thousand bucks. You know what I mean? But hindsight yeah. is 2020. And so when you have these individuals going on and people are seeing it happen for others, they think that it can happen to them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's just like the stock market. Mind you, when think about this, dude, there for every guy, for every one person that made millions of dollars, there's 500 people that got shit on because of that one person. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Somebody's left holding Bro, the, the even hot go potato. Back to the beginning of the year with the whole Wall Street uh, bets and all that shit that happened. Yeah. Right. It's fucking wild, man. This year was an absolute fucking wild roller coaster. I played the first GME and I made twenty three or twenty five thousand dollars in two days. So I can't God I can't damn. I can't bash it because, like I said, I'm but I'm greedy as fuck. You know what I mean? Yeah. And if I would have waited one more day, bro, I would have got fucked because that's the, the the next day was when they had shut the trading down. Yeah. So I would have yep. I would have made all this money and then I would have just watched it disappear. But since I'm so greedy, and mm -hmm. um, you know, you can't just it's not ever always gonna go up into the right, which is what a lot of people think. Well, that's what I mean. It's a lot of luck and it's a lot of like shit, shit, shit. Like yeah. At one point, I was down like eight thousand dollars, and then I returned. <laughs> you know, I was like, damn, yeah. should I just cut the bleeding off here? And then yeah, exactly. And then I was only down three thousand. Then I was up five, and then I was like, oh, because it'll just constantly fucking shift. And that's then just, your yeah. boy Elon tweeted, and my shit went whoop, and I was like. Yeah. <laughs> I'm out and then I just fucking sold and I and I and I pieced the fuck out. Shit, man. So again, I hopefully they I think all this shit is hype. Hopefully that they let the matrix die. And there's a reason why Jean Baldrillard hated the the original. 
trilogies, <laughs> and he is rolling over in his grave today. He probably <laughs> he he probably saw the movie. He's like, man, what the fuck have these people done? And then yep. then you have the directors. They're women now. Like it's all it's it's so crazy, bro. Like it's it's wild because like I think. A lot of people there, there was that whole was uh, the matrix a uh, humiliation ritual for these directors bro this new matrix what do you mean by humiliation ritual like like hey make it as shitty as you can because you're done well they've still had other projects it's just what i feel like this movie does is it's it's one director who's pretty much made it more from a personal side because of what I read earlier involving like, you know, her parents and, and whatnot. But at the same time, it's trying to balance it with the lore and continuity of a series that very much should have just been well enough alone. You know what I mean? Yeah. So was it made with the best of intentions? I mean, I can't answer that. I honestly say no, because they are everybody earned their paychecks for that. You can honestly see Keanu Reeves kind of phone it in a bit. How much is same with carrying Huh? Oh man, he's probably worth a lot, bro. He's he's a oh, good and then guy. They, they made they poke fun at him because he always eats alone and like in yeah. the cafe he's like by himself. Yeah, yeah. No, but the guy, dude, he's he's got a heart of gold, bro. He's one of the three hundred and sixty million. When he made the the money from the Matrix movie, he honestly gave most of his uh, money away to the VFX crew the 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 second unit directors pretty much all the film crew because Got a like sick ass house, he just felt, yeah the guy the guys you know he's one of those that if you ever hear anything bad about him that would be bro I would double take because I'm like nah no way Keanu Reeves that motherfucker is like the nicest guy nice guy Keanu as they call him bro is there any iconic movie that has ever come out that they haven't done a reboot of because Ghostbusters was like it's uh, was at you know in its time a huge thing. They've made plenty of reboots. Two. Of that. They made two reboots on that <laughs> shit. The like, all women one. Remember that was a flop too. Bro, they literally okay. So they came out with a collector's edition of this shit, right? Because I keep track because I like collecting Blu-rays or 4K stuff from time to time. I don't even and, have a 4K TV. Why the fuck would I? Have? <laughs> but but hey hey. So uh. For my collection and stuff, I was just like watching to see if there's any particular movies that have come out. I've been still on the hunt for fucking Kung Pao, Enter the Fist, and fucking uh, True Lies. <laughs> I've been I've been on the hunt for those two fucking movies on either Blu-ray or 4K, and they still haven't come out yet. Anyway, so with the Ghostbusters, they had a collector's edition. They had Ghostbusters 1 and 2, and the new movie that came out recently, Afterlife. So they excluded the 2016 movie that had the all-female cast the director of that movie came out and was like how dare you guys not put us in there blah 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 blah, whatever and all this other shit now they apparently are going to include that as like a separate like package but this is what's going to look worse if no one ends up buying that one (laughs) this is going to say a lot more about the fact that people don't just they don't want to own that one they just want to own the three and that's it like yeah it's so Bro, it's and, so dumb. And like, as far as like the whole Wachowski's only being known for, could you could you imagine how? Because it happens in the movie, right? They keep asking, him, oh, oh. "How'd you come up with the idea? How you know? How'd you do it?" And you know, Keanu in the in the movie, I feel like that's a reflection of the Wachowskis. Like, hey, how'd you do the Matrix? But 
it's like Mark Hamill and Star Wars. He's only known mm-hmm. for being Luke Skywalker. He's not known for anything else. Well, he's known as being the voice of uh, the Joker from the Batman animated series. Who the fuck knows that, Daniel? Uh, I mean, if you're into this shit, then you, you know. You know what it. I mean? Yeah, yeah, he did that. But who? Uh, Mark Hamill, the first thing he did, boom, Luke Skywalker. Luke Skywalker, yeah. that's For the that's rest pretty, of his was, fucking yeah. life, Luke Skywalker. So, um, here. You know what I mean? So, yeah, yeah, no, I get what you're saying. It's just one of those things that, like, um, uh, what? Okay, so the Wachowski's only made. I'm, I'm put. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> they got the Matrix Bound, Cloud Atlas, obviously. The Matrix. The other. Bound? What? No, no, no. Bound was the movie they made before Matrix, that was like their test movie. What year was Warner that? Brothers. That was 1996. Oh. Let me put the director one up. Okay, so for Lana Wachowski, she had done the series with uh, Lily Wachowski on Sense8, which is a TV show that's on Netflix, Jupiter Ascending, Cloud Atlas, Speed Racer. Um, Who made the movie Dark City? Dark City, I think that was... Uh, no, no, I'm thinking Alex of this guy. Alex Proyas? Yeah, yep, Proyas, yep. That was another good movie, too. Well, they used the same set for that one for The Matrix. <laughs> yeah. The cityscape, yep. Yeah, just something Dark about that, right? City. Like the, the the aesthetics. And I just, the original Matrix, I just love the aesthetics of it. And I think the fact that the special effects were, for its time, they were like the best, right? But when looking it's, back at it now, that's what gives yeah. it its aesthetic now. You it's, know it's, I mean? it's, it's weird, too, because when you look at that movie, it was shot digitally. It wasn't even shot on a... 35 millimeter film oh wow so it definitely has a different like aesthetic to it per se like even though there's a lot of points where they try to like replicate the look of the old movies it, it's just something to it bro it's just not the same when you shoot it on film a lot of directors especially like christopher nolan like the guy who did inception dark knight and all that he like there's a lot of people that still shoot on film because they're like, this is how movies are supposed to be done, yada, yada. But through digital, the problem with the whole digital thing is that there's like a smoothness to it. Like, I like I can't explain it, bro. It's it's weird. I get you. Because you kind of lose that sense of like, like Quentin cheap. Tarantino. Yeah, Quentin Tarantino is one of the, the other few that only shoots on regular like 35 or 70 millimeter film for like the crazy fucking big shots that he does or whatnot but um it's just weird because like now thinking about it you know not looking so crazy deep into it but it's like as technology keeps progressing it's like you leave all these old stuff behind and you go like okay well what's what's been the good stuff that has come out now right like for some movie that's like the matrix what other movie at least to you has felt like it may not have been better than the matrix. Cause this would have been a whole other conversation, but like something that hits those notes, what do you think has been something close to that? Probably like, like fight club or something. Yeah, like I was going to say more, fight club, but I'm technically saying, I'm it saying came more out. recently, you know what I mean? No, like none, none. I've, Th- yeah, none. That's another thing about, so have you noticed that? And this, and somebody told me that, I've observed I've observed two things. I've observed mm-hmm. that movies now are so much more violent, 
right? With as far as like blood and gore and all that stuff. But then somebody told me like, oh, well, you know, violence sells, how sex sells, how, you know, we have this fascination with people dying and all this shit. Because all these movies, that you, all these shows like the Squid Games and all these, these things that come out that are great productions, great mm-hmm. storylines, great whatever, super violent, right? It's almost like they're prepping you for something. But then another thing that I noticed is that Movies are movies getting longer and longer for some fucking reason, or is it just me from the movies I'm watching? Because it it feels like that to me. Like movies now are like, well, because now with all the streaming stuff, it's just you're supposed to do it in like a either you binge watch it or you just take it in moment to moment. You know, it, it's it's funny that you say that too because like the whole thing with the violence, I don't think movies got more violent or more gory. I think they're just senseless in the fact that they they become violent and gory just for the sake of being violent and gory there's there's a disconnect right because i feel like if a movie does have that it's not in service of the story that's being told and i'll give you an example of what i mean right like um in the matrix you see how people die and whatnot and the 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 blood and the gore in that movie it's not a lot was there any yeah was there even any <laughs> Neo, Neo doesn't even hold a gun, bro. Why does he need a gun? Didn't he say he was gonna take away? Was it Keanu Reeves? No, or was it The Rock? They said that they weren't gonna use real it guns. Was the Rock. It was yeah, Dwayne Johnson. Yeah, after the whole Alec Baldwin fucking thing, but that's another story for Fuck another day. <laughs> so, uh, with the Matrix, it's like what I was saying. They don't have a lot of blood in that movie, but they make you feel that that impact right like when neo falls in the matrix after trying to do the jump and he actually lands and he hurts himself and he wakes up and he goes oh shit the blood like you see that blood and you feel that you're like oh shit like damn but it serves the purpose of the story if you die in the matrix you die Mm -hmm. for real right same as when smith shoots him and you see the blood when he's falling on his back against the wall and you see the blood there you go oh shit dude He's fucking dead. Yeah. But they didn't like regurgitate it by like showing you fucking bits and pieces of fucking flesh flying everywhere. It just served the purpose of the story. Now for something like, uh, like I enjoyed squid game because it just, it didn't have the fucking politics or anything really shoved down your throat. It was more of like, absolutely uh, did bro. Nah, it's like the whole dude. capitalism thing. Nah, because the I felt elites like, rule everything, and you're just uh, a pawn in their fucking I game. I felt like that that was too goofy because, like, when the guys came in, when they were like all like you know the the elites or whatnot, I'm like, of course they'd wear the mask. Of course they'd be doing the horny shit. Like, fuck, really? And they're like just so like, it just felt like okay, we need to put this here because we got to put the message here. And I'm like, eh, but that didn't really. It didn't really do anything new for me in that point. Like when it does the whole like the the whole thing with the main character in that one is that they pretty much establish a character and not just, oh, I'm a guy who's just supposed to survive. Yeah. He actually wants to fucking go as far as he can and stay with the friends that he's made so far, especially one of his good friends, until he realizes, oh, shit, like I'm going to have to put these guys down. So it's a it's a very like. For as short as it was, it's like entertainment. There's still some flaws in that fucking thing that I didn't like at all. And it's like, oh, we got to tease a sequel because I'm like, fuck, we can't just do a one and done. Everything's got to be a fucking sequel. Um, so as much as I liked it, it pretty much just kind of undoes itself by the end, which is 
probably why I'm just so like eh about it. Have you? Because seen... I thought the girl was gonna win, but the girl didn't win. I was like, oh, they fucking killed her. Sweet. Have you seen? There's another show on Netflix, the same crew that is on the Squid Games. It's called The Silent Sea. I haven't seen that. No. I heard it wasn't as good, but I, I'm I'm going to check it out because it's the same people. It's the same people? Yeah. yeah. I mean, like South Korean productions, they can go very like like Parasite. Like you remember when we watched Parasite oh, that was awesome. and how that, that was an awesome film and all. Like it's it's one of those things where they'll – the movie will be entertaining entertaining enough on its own but at the same time it's an underlying theme without it being excuse me regurgitated at you you know what i yeah, mean like yeah. it's not going to stare at the screen and be like hey trinity you are the only reason for my existence <laughs> you are the one as well you can Was that trinity fly. i saw on the other pod I don't know. We don't know if that was her, but we can't go back in there anymore at all. Yeah. Oh, how convenient. How fucking convenient. Oh, we can't go anymore. Yeah, they've been banned out of there. And then fucking sure enough, we come up they with go this right crazy fucking in. the heist <laughs> to get it to break in. And then they just make fucking it happen. Heist. What the fuck? Uh, you know, like, come on, it's dude. Ridiculous. It's so, ridiculous. Daniel, in the end, we know IGN gave this movie a four. <laughs> what do you rate it on the I, Daniel scale? On my scale, to be honest, for the moments that I did enjoy this, mm, fuck. My scaling of things. See, here's the thing. People people always tell me this shit because sometimes I've rated movies a six and they go, what the fuck, bro? How you, can you give that a six? I'm like, it's a passable grade. The fuck? You never went to school before, bro? <laughs> <laughs> a 60 out of 100 is still a passable grade. Yeah. Anything lower, you start fucking failing. To me, this it just didn't deliver the dialogue was very clunky it was very cheesy with its premise and its payoffs um the fact that they kind of had to bring in every element of the matrix back for this just to be like hey you remember this you remember this too you remember that it didn't serve its purpose to me it, it easily gets ugh, it easily gets a two out of ten or a God one out of ten for me damn, bro. bro that's low as fuck to me and look look listen damn, we're talking damn. about a we're talking about a movie and you can even include it as the series. Like you're talking about a movie series that had a complete story to tell, had no reason to come back. So whatever reason they had to bring this back, it should have been a good fucking reason. And they didn't fucking deliver. In my opinion, that's my, that's my answer to that. That's oh, my a bit harsh there. Fuck this critic. So <laughs> yeah, right. I, I want to, yeah, I give it probably a three, bro. Three out of 10. <laughs> So if you're listening to this and you haven't seen it or whatever it is, go ahead and write me an angry Instagram message about how good it was or text me or whatever, because I had people writing to me. Some people do. A lot of people that wrote to me were like, it was fucking horrible. And then I, 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 I had what? No, okay. I had one though? person tell me it wasn't that bad, but that I was like, bro, you just, I was like, you just wouldn't understand. That, you just wouldn't understand. <laughs> no, I, uh, you know, it's funny though. And like looking at it, I don't feel like. Cause like I was saying earlier, like I don't feel like this had the whole like gender politics or thing thrown. Oh, it in did though, face. dude. It did at the. It end. had elements of it at but the end because Neo couldn't be Trinity. Neo yeah. without Trinity. It had to be Trinity, yeah. So like, a man can't like succeed saying, in this life without a woman, and that's not true, boys. You fucking go out there <laughs> and you do your goddamn best. You can do it, Kings. I'm you proud. Of, it, Kings. I'm proud of you, and I love you. Just know that. 
Hey, hey. So anytime a woman, this goes for anybody. You could use this too if you want one. It's like when a woman says that she loves Hallmark movies, this is as simple as you could tell her. Why, yes. I enjoy Hallmark movies too. I fucking I love hate it Hallmark when a, listen, listen. This is like I love it when an independent boss bitch woman can handle herself, but realize she's nothing without a man <laughs> for Christmas. You do know that women who are in roles of authority have they grow facial hair because there's something about they produce testosterone or some shit. I, I don't know. I heard that on Joe Rogan. <laughs> So, uh, I'll, I'll leave you I heard with that. Thing. I'll leave you with that, that little podcast. that little nugget of wisdom, if you right. <laughs> so, oh man, dude, this was fun. Do you feel like they're gonna bring another one though after this? Oh yeah, yeah, I, th- I do. <laughs> so the next movie I we're gonna wait. go see, bro. The next movie, which is out next year, December, mm-hmm. is Avatar Two. Okay, so for sure it's coming out. Well, they said December of twenty. 22 so let me get this right they have about five sequels planned right or like so four sequels after the second one they're gonna do so 2022 is avatar 2 2024 avatar 3 and then i, I believe 2026 avatar what, what 4 else? but what else can you do with listen that? bro i don't fucking know okay <laughs> don't ask me the lizards just want what more money. What can you money. do with blue Pocahontas, bro? I mean, well, there's I a lot you can already... do. See, that's a whole universe that we really don't. You know what I mean? A new villain can be introduced. Uh, you know, not just the, the the government or whoever it is. Somebody else could be threatening their world. Another alien race. Who the fuck knows? I'm you just know like, I mean? I'm just like, who asked for a fucking a part of the? Theme Remember, there park was six Star Wars Pandora. movies to begin with. Okay, six, and that's was a whole universe. Tr- was it fucking true that people started offing themselves because they couldn't go to Pandora? What? I'm I'm just saying, like, weren't there people that were like offing themselves because they couldn't go into a world like Pandora? But in the movie or in real in the real world? In real life. In real life. Okay. <laughs> I don't know, yeah. bro. Okay, hold on, hold on. Let me listen. Let me search that up. Seriously, what? The like the the park? Disney? No, not at the park. Not at the park. I'm talking about when the movie came out in 2009. Are you talking about Elon Musk then? I don't know. <laughs> I don't Our know, Pandora. bro. I'm fucking... I'm, I'm, I'm tired of this simulation. <laughs> we got to get the red pill, bro. Oh, my God. I'm pretty... I mean, I'm pretty sure there's people who are fucking aliens reincarnated that want to go back to another world like Elon Musk. There's probably 20 other elon musks in this world that are undiscovered and they're just they're like man fuck this planet i want to get out of here as soon as i can and the first chance that they get they're gonna get out oh okay so the most was that there were broadcasts say that people were depressed but no signs on suicide oh my god you see what i mean bro these movies talk to people on a deeper level than they're what they're meant to be that's why plato wanted to take away all the arts here's a quote from cnn from 2010 on an interview someone did that said, I even contemplate suicide thinking that if I do it, I will be rebirthed into a world similar to Pandora and everything is the same in that world. Oh my Bruh. God. <laughs> yeah, I think that's enough internet for today. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, when you go into these rabbit holes like I do and you start seeing this shit, you just go, bro, what are people watching? Bro? It's like that they, one they, guy, they... that one kid that killed all those people because he... What was it? The girl from uh, Fairly Odd Parents, the Gothic girl. 
yeah, that yeah. was his yeah, girlfriend. Yeah, yeah. Come on, no, that was dude. from Danny Phantom. That the was Danny, Danny Phantom. Phantom. There we go. Yep. Danny Phantom. It was the Amber Girl, whatever her name was. She was yeah. a rock star, a fucking guitarist, and he's like, she's telling me to do these things. Yeah, and fuck fucking that. cringe, that bro. Fuck that. Fucking guy. cringe. So fucking hell. Daniel plug. He ended up using his fucking weapon and it didn't fucking fire because he's a fucking <laughs> moron. Sorry, I had a, I had a rant. Plug your social media, bro, so people can find your shit. Guys, you can find me anywhere at Daniel Rockstar. That's Daniel R C K S T R. I've been going back to streaming on Twitch. I might do a stream on the for New Year's. Not sure yet. Um, but of course, not during the countdown. Fuck, no one's gonna watch during that. But uh, yeah, no, I'm gonna do that. And within the next couple of days, like my schedule should be clearing up. So I'm going back to streaming. Um, hopefully doing more episodes and stuff because I've been slacking on that but uh yeah follow me on the gram on the uh on the twitch and all that and uh yeah guys it's been awesome to be here thank you juan for bringing me on again yeah bro for sure i, I had to bring you on after we saw that movie because <laughs> what's the other shit show we're gonna watch bro you tell me and i'll be there well uh the next one is april for the nicholas cage as nick cage fuck yes so we'll fuck watch that, yes. and then I'll, I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep an eye out to see if anything interesting comes out. We'll fucking yeah. do the review. Count me in, bro. Count right, me dude. in. I'm Appreciate there. you coming on, man. You got it.